Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies, gentlemen, theys and dems, welcome back to Halloween Week with Wicked and Grim. My name is Jacko, and I will be your master of ceremonies for the next six days. Yesterday, on the first day of Halloween Week this year, you heard all about the man with a thousand faces, Jamie Osuna. Jamie was a man of cold-hearted killings without an ounce of remorse. But today, your hosts of Wicked and Grim have something a little bit different planned. And in preparation, they have asked me to read you a poem. So without further ado, let's begin. He is of the seeing visions. His strokes reveal them in a rush of color, of madness, of mystics. And his head is the highest center. It must confront its enemy. The hands resist him like the secret of his birth. His presence is the sanctum heartbeat felt in darkness and in passion. Its sound, the sole gift to that silence. And now your hosts, introducing Ben and Nicole. Thanks, Jacko. My name is Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Halloween Week. Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. We should make it a goal to say it slightly different every time because that was different than we said yesterday. Okay, new goal. <laughs> achieved. Achie- new goal achieved. Ready? We're going to and then this is something else. Ready? Okay, yes. Three. Oh, shit. Oh, you're not ready? Hurry yeah, up. okay, I'm ready. Okay, three, two, one. Yes! I think that was like two units and it only sounded like one was opening. That's amazing. The real reason we're doing Halloween week. So we're going to have a drink every night of the week. I fucking do that anyways. No guilt. Just. You don't do that. Well, no. Not every night. But the times I do, I don't have guilt. (laughs) Okay. You know. Well, it's it's just a regular old week for Ben here. I don't need a reason is what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, Halloween week, day two. Boom. So yesterday, Jamie Osuna. Yes. What a wild ride. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy that one. Not going to lie. No? Didn't enjoy it that much. Wow. Well, how about you're going to enjoy this one? Because, fun fact, this is our 100th 
episode. Holy shit, I actually Wicked forgot. I had forgotten. I had you forgotten. Fucking forgot. Holy mofo mo. What <laughs> the fuck was that? I was going to actually swear, but I was like, no. Okay. Um. Anyways. That's yeah. freaking amazing. We made it 100 episodes. Holy shit, I'm um, pumped. So to be fair, though, there is, I believe, only one other episode out there that's not considered a technical episode. Um, it was uh, the elevator game. And we're going to be releasing another one this Halloween week that's not technically considered an episode. Okay. So other than that so, one, every single one has been an episode. You're, I believe there might be them. another one in there that I'm not thinking of. But today is our official 100th episode. There might be some others mixed in that aren't considered episodes. That makes sense. definitely a reason to have a friggin' drink. That's a celebration and a half. I agree. Like, wow. Halloween week. Epic friends, cool people listening. Yeah. Us and being consistent with something. Actually, we're pretty consistent with most shit. We, we try to be. Yeah. But that's so cool. That's wild. We're legit. I feel like we made it. Too legit. <laughs> Too legit to quit. What? We made it. We did. Um, and we made it mostly because of you guys sticking around listening mm-hmm. to us. So epic the, thank you to the all of you out there. that listen to us are freaking amazing. They like are. They're so good. Yeah. Um, and quick shout out to our patrons. Thank you as well. We're not going to be shouting you guys out uh, who join up this week every single episode. So whoever joins up throughout this week, we will be shouting you all out on Halloween Day. It's the last day of Halloween week. There we go. Just to let you know that one. And we had some merch drop today, which is very, or yes, I guess this would be yesterday. Yes, yesterday. As yeah. Is, yeah. Um, and as of, so it'll be today as you're listening to it, another cool thing is dropping on Patreon, our Patreon for our patrons to listen to. It's going to be Jacko doing a creepypasta reading. Nice. And to find out exactly what creepypasta it is, uh, we're going to leave that for patrons to find out. So, And that's very cool. Jacko is just the, the freaking spotlight. We're just like, I don't know. I was going to say. You're gesturing to I'm the floor. I'm gesturing to mean? like him just being almighty and we're just us. He's Jacko. He's, <laughs> he's the boss. What did you say? The man, the myth, the legend. That's there, like, there you go. That's a good way to describe Jacko. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should just get into this, though. We shouldn't chat too much more. We've already yabbered here for a few minutes. Let's do it. So want to get into this? Yeah. Okay. Well, Jacko just did a reading of a poem, which is going to become relevant a little bit later on. Don't worry. It's not necessary if you remember every ounce of that poem. Just a heads up. Good. Um, but it does fall into the story slightly. So today we are talking about the paranormal. We're talking about the world's or arguably one of the world's most haunted paintings. Oh, wow. The hands resist him. Hmm. So haunted objects with spirits attached and paranormal activity has captivated human stories throughout history, especially when we discuss an object with human resemblance, such as dolls that may come alive and move around your house at night. Creepy. Right? With their host spirit, usually like using that tiny body as a little puppet. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, or in this case, a painting where their eyes may seem to follow you as you walk down a dimly lit hallway or even move on their own free will. I would prefer that over the doll. You would? Yeah. A haunted painting? Sure. Well, like I said, this is arguably one of the world's most haunted paintings. So let's get into it. Maybe I'll change my mind at the end once I hear more about it. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Before we get into the painting itself, though, we need to discuss the details uh, about the artist behind the painting. Okay. William Stoneham. Now, William was born in 1947 in Boston, Massachusetts, of, of course, USA. And unfortunately, 
he was immediately an orphan. Not much is known about his or not much was known about his parents at the time, except his mother's maiden name was Miller. Other than that, William was on his own and spent the first nine months of his life in an orphanage before being adopted and taken into a family with the last name Stoneham. Okay. Later in life, uh, in 2011, William would take on the endeavor to search through his and find his birth parents. And he received a copy of his birth certificate, which kind of led him to their names. Um, he found siblings and began connecting again with his family. So that's, okay. that's kind of nice to know that. But the family that adopted him was a good family? Yes. Okay, that's yeah. good. Really good. Um, and by this time, William was already an established artist who continued to use it, who continues to use his skill in different media types and mediums, such as going on through like... Um, uh, video games and actual painting and stuff everywhere in between. He's got a lot of different skill set when it comes to art. Okay, so he's still alive then. Yes, he is. Awesome. So in his early years, heading back into the 1970s, William was working on a painting contract from Charles, I'm going to try and say this name, Fine Garden Galleries. Wow. Now, he was already very skilled in his craft by this time, and he was being assigned to paint two paintings per month for $200 each. So $400 in 1972. I know. At first I'm like, well, that's not very much, but yeah, that's quite a long time ago. Yeah. That was, that was a good chunk of change for them. That's for sure. He's making a good earning for, especially because you know the term starving artist. Well, and he's also like able to do what he loves. hundred percent. Which is awesome. So, totally a good thing. He's rocking it. So during this time, William would often be in search for inspiration for his paintings and his surroundings looking for compositions, subjects, locations, the whole nine yards. And as an artist, inspiration can often strike from the most unsuspecting places. So the inspiration for the painting that he titled The Hands Resist Him came from two different places. First was an old photograph. Now the picture was of William himself when he was only five years old at uh, a tiny apartment where his grandma lived in Chicago. Okay. Now, the picture shows William standing next to another little girl outside the apartment. And stories vary on exactly who this little girl was, but mostly surrounding each other. They were just kind of like, you know, friends sort of thing. They're like, while he's there with his grandma staying in this area, they play a little bit. Okay. But she was a significant amount younger than him. She looked like she might be like three or something like that. And he's five. Cute. Yeah. Uh, so regardless, William uses photo as a reference. Uh, and himself and the little girl were going to be subjects in his painting. Now, the second inspiration came from a poem, the poem that Jacko read earlier. And it came from William's first wife, Rohan Posetti. Posetti. Ponsetti. There we go. Ponsetti. There you go. Uh, and it was written in 1971. And that poem um, helped spark mostly the title of this painting. Okay. And the poem was written by his wife. Yes. Okay. So... There was a third inspiration for this painting. Oh. It's kind of like an unsub, or sorry, a subconscious inspiration that William would later discuss as well. Now, this was from Carl Jung, uh, who was a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalytic. And oh, I can't talk today. My bad. I got to take a, a drink of beer here or something. That will definitely help your situation. Right? Loosen the tongue up. <laughs> Okay, well, this guy's name is Carl, so I'm expecting him to be not cool. <laughs> no, he's 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 fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so he was a psychiatrist and psychoanalytist. Uh, he founded analytical psychology, 
Now, Carl had this theory that the collective unconscious, uh, sorry, of the collective unconscious, this is the idea that states humans are born with a collective knowledge inherited. Um, so from the past collective experience of humanity, hmm. which leads them to hold a number of deep-seated beliefs um, and instincts, such as spirituality, sexual behavior, um, of life and death instincts, that sort of stuff. Okay, so, that's interesting. Yeah. So this um, theory was also kind of part of it as well. The inspiration yes. for the painting. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of the third unspoken inspiration. So between these three inspirations, William began to take his first brush strokes on a 36 inch by 24 inch canvas with oil paints. It's a big canvas. It's a good size. It's a good size. It's definitely yeah. a good size. So the result of the painting show a haunting image. So the image is of a boy that originally was him and now stood with pain and gauntly eyes staring straight, straight forward. And the little girl wasn't so much a little girl anymore. In fact, she was depicted as more of a life-size doll instead, with the articulated figuring joints of the time and empty hollow eyes as she stared towards the boy in the painting. In her hands, a little girl or doll appears to be holding a dry cell battery, which is reminiscent of batteries William used to use in some of his toys and stuff at the time. Both of the figures appear standing in front of a large glass door. One you would kind of expect from like a greenhouse or a screened-in summer patio sort of thing. Okay, yeah. Now, the most unsettling part of this painting is what lay behind that glass door. Ugh, Okay. There are multiple hands reaching and grasping towards the two standing on the oh, other side. Oh, gosh, that's creepy. Protruding from the dark depths of what lay behind the door, that's all you see. Blackness and darkness with hands reaching forward, but being held back by the glass. That's almost like zombie. Like there's zombies or something stuck in there. Kind of almost, yeah. That's it's, what came to my mind it's anyway. It's kind of got that, that feel for yeah. sure. Um, but yet both the figures in front of the door are standing there unfazed by what's occurring right. on behind them. Mm -hmm. So in William's own words of an explanation of the composition between everything that's happening in the painting, he had this to say. The hands are, quote, the other lives, the glass door, that thin veil between waking and dreaming, the girl or doll is the imagined companion or guide through this realm. So that's an eerie description to say the least. But at the same time, it's slightly comforting if you think about it as well. Um, if you think about it in a non-threatening light, if you simply think and just trust the quote guide, mm -hmm. the girl or the doll, then it's almost comforting. Like she's a guide taking you into the dream world. Okay. And yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean those hands on the window are like I went zombie kind mm -hmm. of style, but like they could not they maybe they're not threatening. Well, that's kind of the idea in his mind, but if you if you look at the fucking painting, it's creepy as shit. Yeah, it's probably not something I'd hang in my house. Well, I would because it's a cool ass haunted painting. 
And then as soon as there's oh, any man. sign of paranormal activity, I'm burning that is motherfucker. That, is that what we're getting next that's creepy in our tiny home? Maybe. Maybe. We should do it. No, we don't have the money to buy this painting. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll get into that okay. later. We'll get into it later. Don't worry. Um, so Williams completed this painting in 1972. And it was initially displayed at the Fine Garden Gallery in Beverly Hills, California. Now, during, during the early 1970s, as per his contract, um, it would be displayed and it was all for a one-man show that his gallery would end up being in. And the painting itself during the show got reviewed by a critic named Henry Sides. I hope I said that last name right. Selds or Sides. Not sure. Okay. Anyways, Henry was an art critic for the Los Angeles Times, and he had this to write about his work. Is it good or bad? William Stonehand's paintings are at their best when at their weirdest. In those instances, the young artist comes close to inventing the first truly non-surrealist painting I have encountered to date that extends the surrealist fantasies into the contemporary realm. The best works here deserve the attention of collectors devoted to traditional surrealism without objecting to a good many new and startling twists. It's a good review. Definitely is. It's like a, awesome. I would be ecstatic for it. Well, yeah, especially from someone that's coming from like you said, Los Angeles Times, eh? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's a big deal. And I'm sure it's a review that William would be happy to, or was happy to hear too. Mm -hmm. Like guaranteed. Um, now a person would end up purchasing a painting on display during this gallery. In fact, it was the only person to purchase a painting during this gallery. And in fact, the painting he purchased was the hands. Okay. okay. So that person was actor John Marley. Um, this was the individual to buy the piece. And John is most notable for his role as Jack Waltz in The Godfather. He was the guy in the movie who woke up in bed next to a decapitated horse head. So classic scene. That was the guy who bought this painting. But after John purchased the painting, that's where things get weird. Okay. I'm also curious why no one else's painting was bought. <laughs> At this, this gallery. I, I like, don't that know. sucks. Yeah. But I mean, one was purchased. He got paid to make the art regardless, right? Oh, like, oh, okay. It was all his work. Right. You mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't catch that. No, he was on a contract to paint all these paintings. I think oh, it was for okay. like, he painted for at least, I think it was two year contract. So he painted two paintings per month for $400 per month for two years. Okay. And, and this is the one that got purchased. Yes. And then there was this gallery done up of all his work. And this is the one that was sold from that show. But maybe there's reasons why this was the only one. Maybe. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So after John had purchased the painting, like I said, things get weird. So it was only a few years after the painting was sold, that the art critic 
Henry Sides passed away. Then the gallery owner passed away. And then in 1984, the owner of the painting, John Marley, passed away. Hmm. Okay. And then from there, the painting seemed to disappear. It was gone. No one knew what happened to it. It may have been sold or donated by John for who knows what reasons, but it wasn't in his possessions anymore. It was gone. Just nowhere to be seen. Nowhere to be seen. 1984, people were looking for it in his possessions. It was just not there. It's curious that people were even looking for this. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily that they were looking for it. It's just like, oh, where'd that painting go? I don't know. Then no one ever saw it again, sort of okay. thing, you know? Yeah. So for years, the mystery of where it did end up kind of continued. And it seemed like no one would ever know until the year 2000 when it appeared on eBay. Holy shit. That's so random. <laughs> that's like a freaking 16 years. Yeah, that's it's a bit of a gap. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, and according to the eBay listing, the painting was found out back of an old brewery by a couple in California. Okay, that's so random. Yeah, it was. Uh, no one knows how it got there, why it got there, and why it was just kind of almost like discarded out the back of a, an old brewery. Just chilling the there, but maybe that's where it should have just stayed chilling. <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Because, um, yeah, I don't know. The fact that those three people died. I mean, I'm going to hear more here, but I'm like. I don't think those are related at this point in time. They very well may not be. Uh, so anyways, the listing on eBay continued and said that they were trying to sell it because the painting was either haunted or cursed. Okay. So that's why it was probably outside. Like, or I don't know if it's necessarily outside, but just like out back. Yeah. So according to them, the painting carried some form of curse and a disclaimer was included with the listing, absolving the sellers from all liability if anyone <laughs> purchased the painting. Oh my gosh, it's actually kind of funny. They claimed that two figures in the painting would move during the night. Shit. The little boy and the little girl doll thing. And on some occasions, they would apparently even leave the painting and enter the room where the painting was hanging. Okay, that's creepy. But I just have to say, interesting... I would run for the hills. You would be fucking buying the painting. I would be burning my house down after that started happening in my house. Yeah, but you would on the eBay. I'm saying we see this thing on eBay with this disclaimer. I'd be like, okay, move on. You'd be like, hmm, how much is it? Maybe I'll buy that. Yeah. And then as soon as I found out, shit, it is haunted slash curse house burnt down. I'm probably cursed my life and I'm going to die very soon a horrible horrible death oh my gosh okay the fact that they the figures like disappear that's the creepiest no excuse me it's not that they disappear well like they're not in the paint oh oh are they actually like walking around your fucking house there you go oh shit there you go okay that is that is really really disturbing we'll get into that in a sec though here um, so an excerpt from the original eBay listing read this. When we received this painting, we thought it was really good art. At the time, we wondered why, sorry, we wondered a little why a seemingly perfect fine painting would be discarded like that. Mm -hmm. Today, we don't. <laughs> One morning, our four and a half year old daughter claimed oh, that the children in the picture were fighting and coming into the room during the night. Holy shit. 
I mean, little kids see, see weird shit, though. They do. They're like more susceptible to that. Oh, I yeah. Think. Definitely. Yeah. 100% through and through. Yeah. But anything regarding little kids, I don't care if they see shit or not and they're just faking it. It's creepy as shit. <laughs> you would be so creeped out. Oh, if a little uh, fucking four-year-old kid tells me, hey, that painting comes alive and crawls around my room at night. <laughs> you telling me you're not going to be fucking shitting yourself? I don't know. I'd have to probably hear it a couple times because the first time I'd be like, oh, it's like their imagination. That's so cute. Well, the couple ended up putting some motion sensor cameras in front of the painting oh wow that's next yeah. level that's thinking and they captured some truly terrifying images and activity really they allegedly caught the figures exiting the painting oh shit photographs that were apparently in the original ebay listing that i have not found yet but i'm going to continue to try and find showed the boy crawling out of the painting as if being threatened by the doll. In others, the doll's face is angry and she's holding onto a gun oh. instead of the dry cell battery, which oh. is painted in the original image. Okay. Can I just say what's going through my head right now? Yeah, say it. This fucking podcast. I now have to worry about my windows, my doors, my fucking medicine cabinets and now the goddamn art in our house <laughs> are you fucking with me I'm, this is the story like i just like i'm just never gonna sleep again here like it's just done yeah no more i i don't know what to say yeah we fucked yeah yeah it's too much it's too much <laughs> let's burn all their paintings oh, immediately yep maybe this friggin' death head moth thing that i'm looking at right now comes and flies around maybe. our house maybe we should just fill our house with live laugh love quotes and those will come up come true come to life and we can live laugh and love i used to do that but then you told me that i was too basic <laughs> it kind of was basic you had a lot i had too many now now i don't really have any word signs around right there we have a harry potter one a great oh, big one that says after all this time always and one by the door actually too our happy place yep. yeah so there we go you got some Anyways, we digress. Um, news of this listing was quickly spread through the internet and effectively went viral for its time. Now, remember, this is 22 years ago in the year 2000. And then the eBay listing had over 30,000 views on it. Wow. 30,000 views. That's a lot. That is. Nowadays, like you wouldn't necessarily think that's a lot, but back then, especially, oh, it's a lot. Back then, it was a big number. Yeah. That's probably equivalent to like 30 million views today. Right. With how many people use the internet. Exactly. Yeah. So people were forwarding the link back and forth, so on, so on. Um, and in doing so, they were potentially unknowingly exposing themselves to the curse of the painting. Seriously? No way. People began to make claims that simply viewing the photo of the painting made them feel ill or have odd or even paranormal experiences. And here Ben's like, I'm going to find that photo. Like, seriously? No. no. No, photos of just the painting. The one you looked at when we started, right before oh, we started. Oh, thanks for that. That one. You could have warned me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, people reported headaches, odd feelings, computers and electronics malfunctioning. Wow. Immediately after viewing this image. Well, I already have that problem. My computer not working. So it's yeah. okay. The painting received an initial bid of $199. And 
and received a total of 30 bids. Okay, I was before wondering. Before it was sold. For? How much do you think it was sold for? Uh, 1999 Well, you're actually not too far off. $1,025. Oh, I'm pretty far off. You said 1999 right? Yeah, like two grand. It sold for like one yeah, grand. But I was expecting you to be like several grand off. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> I was expecting you to be like 12 grand or, or something. Or 20 like grand or something. Yeah. Um, anyways, Kim Smith bought the image. Okay. Now, Kim currently keeps a painting in the back room of Smith's Perception Fine Art Gallery uh, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where it sits in a cardboard sleeve. Oh, really? So it's not even displayed. Not even being displayed. Uh, apparently, Kim's kid was like, yeah, you can't hang that in the fucking house. No way. <laughs> that's not coming in our home. Honestly, that's a steal of a deal that it she is. got, really. Uh, now, Kim only publicly has shown the haunted painting a total of six times. Hmm. And I believe that's, I think it was like nine or ten people have viewed the painting since. Okay. Uh, and has never actually experienced anything supernatural themselves. Huh. Well, because now I'm just thinking too, now that painting's worth a ton more, I would imagine. Well, Kim received many generous offers, um, some of them being in the low six-figure range. Wow, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, so Kim has turned down all offers and currently has no plans to sell the painting and had this to say about it. Quote, Nothing has ever been to the point where I would consider serious. It's kind of got its own mystique that's growing here. Hmm. So definitely wants to hang on to it. But it's not even displaying it or anything. I would sell it. That's a big, like, I can't think of the word when you... Make... Investment. There you go. <laughs> I was like, what is the word? Like, she could make some serious dough. Yeah. Um, anyways, since being on eBay... William has been commissioned to paint sequels oh, of the painting. Okay. This is good for him too, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. In 2004, he painted Resistance at the Threshold, the sequel depicting the same characters 40 years later in the same style as the original. Oh, wow. In 2012, there's Threshold of Revelation and a third, but this time it's a prequel called Hands Invent Him which shows the boy as an artist with a paintbrush as he stands behind the glass door looking out. Oh, wow. Okay, I want to look at all these. That's cool. And then in 2021, only last year, William created what he says is the final painting in the series, What Remains, which shows the original painting setting as a deteriorated and scattered with a hellish looking almost portal and what seems to be the remains of those who once stood there. Hmm. You can view all those additional ones on his website. He's got them all there. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to look. So really, it's it's only one family necessarily that has said this is cursed. Yes. However, the whole eBay listing and individuals claiming that they've had experiences just by looking right. at it. Okay. And then those three people... That kind of were associated with it. Yeah. Yeah. After the association. Yes. Okay. So this, when it went effectively viral on eBay, um, since then, this has been given the title of not the, some say the, but it's at least one of the most haunted paintings in the world. Hmm. I take my chances and I would look at it. 
I'd definitely look at it in person. I would too, 100%. Yeah. I would go visit Robert too. Oh, Robert, Robert the, the doll? doll? I so badly want to go visit Robert the oh, Doll. Oh, where was Robert the Doll again? Somewhere Florida? in Florida. Yeah. We talked about him last Halloween. Yeah. Where? I need to remember where in Florida. I can't remember. Because we might be going to Florida next year. Ooh, we should go visit Robert. We could. We should. But you can't take photos and shit, right? I remember. You can, you can ask permission for photos. And how does he respond? I, I don't know. <laughs> okay well then i probably just wouldn't take any photos i would oh my gosh kate we're not going and see robert the doll then i oh. will let me re-listen re to that case uh robert's wild that case is wild mm -hmm. um this case if these things are true again wild and i really want to see if i can go down a rabbit hole and find these so-called photographs of the figures coming out of the paintings they have to be out there oh they're i'm I need to just go down the right rabbit hole yeah. on Reddit. I just haven't found it yet. Well, I mean, that's very disturbing to have these two figures legitimately come out of the painting and walk around your home. Yeah. Like that's alarming. Oh, that's beyond terrifying. That's what that is. That's yeah. not just alarming. Like that's I a, would actually shit my pants. Like I, was, I would just be done. I was just about to say that's a, I hope you have brown pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way. I'm just like, I don't know why. I mean, we. I'm envisioning it in my own house. Me like looking down from the loft and like seeing these figures walking around. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Those windows aren't that high. Like, I, <laughs> I would just jump. Fair enough. Yeah. Um. So if you liked this whole creepy and paranormal type story uh, over on Patreon, Jacko's going to be doing a reading of a creepy pasta. Make sure you guys go check that out. It is one of the um most well-known creepypastas I, I stumbled that creepypastas of all time oh. crazy story so you might want to check that out too if you're up for patreon if not that's totally cool we got more days back to back coming soon for halloween week and is that being posted tomorrow on patreon I, well tomorrow for okay. us but this to is post, ah. this is posted a day behind us right remember? that always gets us like one day no it gets one... you yeah okay it gets me <laughs> okay so that is posted yes. today if you are listening to this episode it is posted in patreon nice there okay. you go that is literally what i was trying to get at so thank you yeah a very roundabout way yeah well done okay well good choice thank this you this was interesting i mean i'm not like super into Sorry, I just burped again. I can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. At least they're very subtle. Okay. So um, I'm, I don't know, paranormal, like sometimes I believe it, sometimes I don't, but this was a very interesting one for me. I did enjoy this. It's a flip side of the coin. It's either, yeah, it's complete bullshit. Or if you give me enough proof, then holy fuck, that story is wild if it's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we got more coming tomorrow. Yeah, we, got we do. Five more days. So, so exciting. Stay tuned. Go check out our social links down below. Check out some merch that dropped yesterday. We got new Jacko merch. We got a Wicked and Gothic, which is kind of a unique one. Um, go check it all out. See our website, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. But of course, until next time. Until tomorrow. Stay wicked. Stay wicked.